Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Josh Peterson, Jimmy Allen with you on this Thursday. It's on Sportsmanlike Conduct on 1620 The Zone and 1620thezone.com. A reminder to head there right now. You can pick the game that is coming up on Sunday as we come to the end of our pro football pick'em contest. You can also sign up to win many, many dollars. Nick, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? You can take a chance at winning five grand. That's five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars. That's many. That is many's of dollars. Uh-huh. Nick, now that you're of sports, you should uh, create a burner and sign up and. I think that's money. illegal, Jimmy. Jimmy, don't get Nick in trouble, bro. I should have that conversation off air. Well, yeah, I, you I probably apologize. should have, like our podcast idea. But yeah, mm. go to uh, 1620thezone.com and uh, make your picks for your chance to win, again, hundreds of dollars. Also, while you're there, subscribe to our email list. Subscribe today. 1620theemail. 1620theemail. Yeah, you can go subscribe there. We have exclusive content. Look, we had we had a meeting yesterday because our uh, Wednesdays we are of meetings here at the zone. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there is something that we are going to be doing. I cannot say what it is just yet. We are not allowed to. I'm nope. hoping that we will find out soon when we are allowed to because I want to start teasing this because it is a great prize. Okay. I promise you, Jimmy, it is an incredible prize. Keep and in mind, people, I don't technically work here. You don't. Well, yeah, I don't know if you can win, but I'm just <laughs> saying, Jimmy, when the folks find out what this prize is, they're going to be mad at themselves if they have not subscribed to 1620 the email. I, I, I swear to God, this is maybe the coolest prize we've ever given away. I cannot wait to talk about this. There we go. It's a dinner with Bill Callahan. Dinner with Bill Callahan. That would be a badass prize. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Be, I would love a dinner I, with I, Bill I Callahan. Be, this is cooler than that. I would I would agree. Speaking of like good podcast ideas, yeah. I've always thought about this. Like my favorite time like in my fanhood, because I was like old enough to appreciate it and like understand I, I was keeping up the recruiting and what was going on within the locker room, blah, blah, blah. The old like, days. I just want to do like a pod just like a one season podcast about like the 06 Nebraska football. Oh six. Yeah. Interesting. I've never heard up any or never heard anyone bring that season up. It was the Zach Taylor. Oh, it was very memorable year. Championship year. Dude, they, they should have beat Texas the very next week. They, they lose in Stillwater to Oklahoma State. I was very sad. Terrence Nunn, I still haven't forgiven you for that. Oh man, Terrence Nunn. Jimmy's out on you. Yeah, that was a bummer. I love the 06 season. It was very good. I just rem- like I just remember that Texas game. Brandon uh, Brandon Jackson caught that swing pass, and, and then they no cut away to his family. And he's like, "Here's his brother." Yeah, <laughs> he's very excited about him catching this pass. I uh, my season along those lines that I've always wanted to deep dive on is 2010. 2010 mm. is my favorite season. Okay, but I was in college. Um, yeah. I did a college radio show. So Taylor I wasn't Martinez, doing- and Taylor all Martinez, that great defense. Levante David, Jared Crick was back that year. Bo Pelini, Cornhusker Hotel Basement. Taylor Martinez, like all sorts of stuff happened that season. Taylor famously called his dad. Called his dad. Got a <laughs> finger point to the chest. Yeah. Mike Eckler left. Yeah, good time. So uh, there you go. Other podcast ideas here on The Zone. The podcast uh, boys. Mentioned some uh, responses that we had to our uh, hoops discussion real quick before we get to the Super Bowl. Brian writes in, as bad as last night was, Northwestern is Nebraska at home. They've only lost one game at their barn and have a lot of blowouts there. So though it sucks, Nebraska ball lost another road game. It's not the end of the world. Right, but can we like can we stop with that? Like 
It's not just a, like, okay, it has kind of has been up until this point, but it's not just a shoe in that if they roll the ball out in PBA, chalk up a dub. I would agree. Yeah, also, like, we've, we've got to stop. Also, that. you know, not to, to bring back a uh, fun discussion point that we had during football season, but it's, it's not that they lost. It's how they lost. That is the frustrating part about last night. Uh, Will writes, rather have Nebraska go to the NIT for the home games. Will, bad take. Don't you dare say that, Will. You want uh, to talk about a turd in the punch bowl of a season ender? Yeah. A home NIT game? No, thank you. It's Fred. Fred keep his job if they make the NIT. I think so. I don't if know. If they that. make the NIT? Yeah, I've stopped thinking that like he is on any sort of a hot seat. I I don't I don't Really? Yeah, I don't, I I just they've they've gotten better the last two seasons. I, are they better than last year? Are they? Cuz I mean if they don't make the tournament, does that even matter? Did they make the NIT last year? No. I don't remember. Okay, so if they make the NIT this year, that would be better technically. The, Look, Jimmy, I'm not saying like the guy's been all world. He has not. I see, I think he's been really good though. But Well, this year they've I, been really I just, good. I just, I, he, I think he has been I, I think the the stuff with the Abno Massey stuff. I think there was just so many other things outside of just coaching the team that has yeah. been so That's why I don't think he'll get fired. Yeah, I, but I mean, at some point you got to produce. Yeah. So you think he? You think he's on the hot seat? I think his seat is very warm. I don't know if it's hot. Very warm. Wow. I haven't heard that at all. I think it's just kind. Of, I think we're kind of done with that for now. It, Maybe next if year. Things, but if things stay on the trajectory they were last night, it, through the remainder of the season, you're all over the place with this game. I can't tell if you think it's a huge deal they lost or not that big of a deal at all. Well, I, I just mean if they, okay if they if they come back home mm-hmm. and that happens. Oh sure. Well, I mean that's a entirely different discussion. Entirely different discussion. Well, that's what trajectory means. But it's one game, Jimmy. Earlier you said it's one game, and now it's not. Now right. it's trajectory. But if 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 you co- if you if Michigan comes to Lincoln mm-hmm. on Saturday mm-hmm. and beats Nebraska by ten or fifteen points, that would be horrible. That's a bad look. Yeah, that's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, if that's the world that you want to entertain. Then yeah, sure. Maybe we would have a much different discussion. But that would be pretty bad. I'm not expecting them to lose by 10 to 15 on Saturday. Are you? No, I'm expecting them to win. Okay, but yeah, me too. Again, this is a what What would it take for Fred Hoiberg to get fired discussion. That's where I am. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were saying like right no, now yeah, you're I'm not projecting that to happen. Hmm. I'm just saying if, if, if he misses the tournament and things like that happen, mm-hmm. it's a different discussion. Speaking of things you're not projecting, what are we projecting, Mr. Jimmy Allen, for the Super Bowl three days from now? Because let's just let's take a step back and remind some folks, and I hit on this earlier, you were very confident going into the Packers game. Connor very. Hep- Connor Hepper made a graphic for me. I don't there know we if you go. Saw this. Well, we were texting about it that Saturday <laughs> ah, night. We were like, oh there my. It is. We were both. I was going back and rewatching some of the crossover to hear. I was hear, wrong about everything. <laughs> and like, look, you know, I, I'm, I'm inside of my own glass house. I'll own it. I've, I'll been, own it. I've been wrong about stuff too. So um, I, you know, I, I, I watched some of that back. But you were very confident, and they won, but obviously they, that they did not look as good. Very close game. Apparently, you were also that confident as well about the Lions game, and that one they're getting. No, around. I thought that was going to be much closer. I, okay, because I, I, I think Amon Ross St. Brown is a budding superstar. I really like that two-headed monster they have. Obviously, uh, Jared Goff has kind of found himself in his niche in that offense, and I, I thought that game was close. I didn't think it was going to be a blowout in the first half on the side of Detroit's. I didn't think it was going to be a blowout in any way. But, yeah, uh, I don't think anybody saw come, coming what happened to Detroit. Uh, in the first half or the second half, um, but, but you, so you were very confident about the Packers game. They won. You were you were less confident, but still confident the 49ers would win, um, and they did. And and honestly, at the very end of the game, they so were. So what do we take away from they, this? Jimmy was right. No, <laughs> but that so that's why let's get to the Super Bowl because yeah. you have been hamming it up today. Chiefs are great. Chiefs are awesome. Gotta love you. So my my thought on this from hearing you is that you are actually very confident about the Super Bowl. And and your 49ers' chances to win a Super Bowl, their first Super Bowl championship since the 1994 season. Am I reading you correctly? 
No. You're I like not, to, so you're I, this actually is, not confident. This is not me being facetious now. I, okay. I like I have because I listen, I had a shovel in my hand and three feet of, uh, of dirt in the grave of the Kansas City Chiefs at the start of this playoffs. Mm-hmm. I was I was like, you can't just do this with, with Rasheed Rice, although I think he's a very he's good awesome. pl- he's a very good player, but he's he's a, rookie, he's a rookie. And Travis Kelsey looks lost out there. He's dropping passes, he's missing blocks somehow. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's over. Like they just lost you know to the Raiders in a horrible game on Christmas Day. Yeah, and I was I was just thinking that like they're going to be fine long term. I was like this year's Chiefs team just isn't it. Yeah. And I thought Baltimore was that team. Now, the one thing that just keeps getting missed about this Kansas City team is, sure, they lead the NFL in drop passes, and, and the offense has had some struggles. They don't have a number two wide receiver. Kadarius Toney is a person. Uh, <laughs> the, the, that run defense is probably the best defense as a whole that we've seen of the Patrick Mahomes era up until this point. And the run defense or just the defense The defense overall? as a whole, but specifically the run defense. And I think that, it, 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 this isn't a hot take, but it's integral to get Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel going for for San Francisco's offense uh, to, to, to be what you want Kyle Shanahan's offense to look like. And that's what concerns me the most. Like, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is great, and that offense is it, it has the ability to, to just hit a spark at any time. But I'm more concerned about what Kansas City's done defensively. Interesting. I'm so I'm surprised that you're worried about their run defense because I feel like that's the How? work. They, they just shut down the Ravens. Did they shut down the Ravens or did the Ravens shut down the Ravens? The Ravens ran it eight times with design runs. Eight times. Dude, the Bills. Because they weren't getting anything off of them. No, because they weren't running the football. They just kept dropping back and throwing the ball. They, they. I thought the Ravens completely panicked. The Bills put up almost five yards of carry on them in the divisional round and had almost 200 yards. Yeah, but they shut them down in that, in that fourth quarter. Oh, right? man. I, yeah, I, so I'll, I guess I'll say this. I totally disagree with you. I think okay. I think the 49ers are going to be able to run the ball on the, on the Chiefs a ton. Because I think you look at all of the numbers, and we'll have Aaron Schatz on the show tomorrow. He's going to join us at 250. We've had him on a ton throughout the season. And one of the things I was doing a, a, a read on his uh, preview today. Here, let me pull up the numbers real fast. I'll have these again tomorrow. But according to his DVOA, uh, here we go. So the Chiefs, uh, this is first down. Chiefs defense ranked 26th and 25th against the run on first and second down. Meanwhile, the 49ers were first and second uh, in rushing on first and second down, all of those according to DVOA. Another stat for you. Chiefs EPA, rush EPA on the season, the whole season, 30th. 49ers rush offense, rush EPA first. So I think that that's going to be an area where I think the 49ers, so like, I guess I'm well, trying to talk According to NFL.com, they're the number 10 ranked rush defense in the league. In terms of? Uh, yards allowed, I believe. Yeah, see, but I, I, if I'm going with some of the advanced stuff, I, I really like what the 49ers are able to do, and I really dislike what the Chiefs are able to do in that regard. I think that we can agree that, like, after the month of November, that defense has looked a lot different no, than Kansas City, though. No, I, dude, I think the Chiefs' defense is awesome. I yeah. just don't think the rush defense is awesome. That's where you and I are going to disagree. And, and, and here's the other thing is they're going to try, listen. The one thing I could promise you Kansas City is going to try to do on Sunday, they're going to make Brock Purdy beat them. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're going to shut down that run game at all costs. And we'll see. And see, the, it's funny. It's like let's say they do I that. think he can though. I think Brock Purdy has the ability to do that. I was going to say I, I I'm just I'm just saying that if if I'm if I'm Steve Spagnuolo, I'm like, "Listen, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle aren't beating us. We're going to like we're going to make Brock Purdy do this." Well, I mean, see, but that's the funny thing cuz if you make Brock Purdy beat you, one of those guys is going to be able to find yeah, a way to. There's just too many weapons. It's too many weapons. So here's here's like I think. By the way, side side note, I know we don't do better the day anymore. Uh, Jawan 
Jawan Jennings plus 800 for over 40 yards. There's going to have to be a role player that's going to have to be big if San Francisco is going to win this game. I like that. Oh, oh role play says Jimmy Allen. Nice. We do like the fuzzy uh, handcuffs. Um, okay. I so, got three kids. So I was thinking, nice. I was thinking about this Thanks. meeting and how it kind of is this confluence of two strong opinions that I have had throughout the season, whether it's regular season or playoffs. So the first take that I have had, and this goes back to September and especially early October after the Sunday night 49ers Cowboys game. I've been on the bandwagon of the 49ers are the best team in the league, by far. Period. Even after that Ravens game? Not after the Ravens game. Okay, that but was before. Mu- yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. Much of the season, so my long view on the 2023 NFL season very consistently has been the 49ers are the best team in football. I loved how they came out of the bye. Um, they 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 go into Jacksonville. They smoke the Jaguars. You kind of back, exposed them. You, they did, and yeah. that is kind of the beginning of the Jaguars' downfall. You yeah. go back to the beginning of the season in a game that people were really excited for. They kill the Steelers. Obviously, they kill the Cowboys on Sunday night. And I think they're you know they're they're, they're crowning achievement in my opinion of the regular season is going into Philadelphia that week when the Eagles are still considered kind of exposed them. <laughs> they ended. I think they effectively ended the Philadelphia Eagles season. I they, think so. So destroyed they've them. never so, been they were never the same after that and then after that they, they put on they put on tape how to expose that secondary and everybody both said it in, as much in the press conference here's the idea to defend Jalen Hurts if the Cowboys do that next week they're going to win the Cowboys won in the Philadelphia you know they lost almost all of, the, of their games moving forward so and then of course we know what happens at the end of the year they play a horrible game against the Ravens um, in defense of Purdy a couple of those interceptions were tipped balls and so like they weren't normal interceptions but they they get run off the field in the second half they lose that game um, and we're all like, huh, interesting, what's going to happen moving forward? And while they win in the playoffs, they do not look like the Death Star that they did early in the season. Right. So that's so that's one of my narratives that I have had throughout the entire season. The other one is something in the playoffs, and that is after, and I think you and I did some shows after it, after they beat the Dolphins, I was all in on them winning the AFC. I thought the Chiefs were going to win the AFC. Yeah. I was super impressed by them in the cold weather that night. I was super impressed that they came out and they threw the ball in that weather because I was I like, "I think you said that the week before that, if I'm not mistaken." No, I it was after that. Before that, I liked okay. the Bills to go, but after that, I was like, "I'm picking. I'm not picking against the Chiefs." And so this now has these two strong viewpoints that I've had. You know, one regular season and one postseason. And ultimately, I think the question comes back to: Okay, so football is a small sample size sport to begin with, right? You play 17 regular season games. The 49ers have played two in the postseason, so they're at 19. The Chiefs have played 17 plus the three. And that said, though, one of those games at the very end of the year, they weren't trying. And so in a way, they both played 19 games where they really, really care. And so, like, should I go with the team, and I mean, I've given it away, I'm picking the 49ers, that has given me the long play. The 49ers have been the in my opinion, the mo- I mean, outside of the Ravens, a very consistent, great team. The Chiefs have been much more consistent, much more up and down, but they are certainly peaking at the right time. And so that's what's, I think, fun about this matchup is it's not two teams that were on a collision course all year. They were not on a collision course all year. If anything, it was the Ravens and the 49ers that were on a collision course, but the Ravens got eliminated a couple weeks ago by Kansas City. If the 49ers are up 10 points heading into the fourth quarter, I'll probably just shut off my TV and just assume they won and not work. Because I don't know if I can handle the narrative if Kyle if Shanahan blow it again? blows a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I just I, I don't know if I could continue doing this job. How much do you – so you earlier, you when you were doing your uh, your hamming it up, you yeah. mentioned something about Andy Reid. What is the, the vibe of Jimmy Allen with Kyle Shanahan going into this Super Bowl? How, how are we feeling? See, I mean, I, listen, I – Think think about the long and it, it is different. It's a different stage. It, things get a little tighter around the collar, absolutely. But over his career, he's been one of the best play callers of, if not 
of his generation of all time. And, and, and he, the way he schemes Christian McCaffrey, like you can't, I, I don't know if there's a better, maybe Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid is the answer to that, but I don't know if there's a better perfectly matched duo than what Christian McCaffrey brings to the table from a running back position and what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. Mm-hmm. And like, it, like I literally just sit there in amazement when we see Christian McCaffrey struggle to get run, running between the tackles and, and nothing being there, and then him laying out, run, run on the slot. And if you know what you're looking for, it's the same exact concept in the run game and the pass game, and they can just do it effortlessly from 15 further feet away. And, and it, it's just – it's incredible to me. And, like, there was all that stuff about Brandon Ayuk being in the doghouse when he first got to San Francisco, and there was talk about them trying to move him, and that just looks like a great marriage now, and he's looking like the guy they first originally thought he would be. And – Oh, by the way, George Kittle is still an all-pro tight end that can kind of do. He's it all. awesome. So it's 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 one of those things that um, I I still think Kyle Shanahan can win a Super Bowl. I I, I don't think that. Am I deathly afraid it's going to happen? That's probably are, the, but that's no, probably the Nebraska football fan. No, in but, me, but like, so, yeah. so less like, are you afraid they'll lose? No, more. I guess I'm asking, are you afraid that he is going to make a costly game management decision, like the end of the first half versus the Packers, for example? Are you yeah. concerned about something like that happening? Um. But I, this is more like the Dan Campbell thing. Like, I, I don't fault Dan, Dan Campbell for going for those fourth downs. It's who it is. It, it's it's you know it's what brought you to the dance. So if you're going to be that person, I want you to be that person all the time. So I mean, it, we talk we talk about the loss of the Chiefs a few years ago in the Super Bowl, but were Jimmy Garoppolo uh, overthrowing a pass away from having a completely different conversation? Yeah, about they would have taken the lead or, on that play. Or I don't know, Robert Sala not running zone and leaving Tyreek Hill wide open in the middle of the field on the possession beforehand away from having a completely different discussion. So, no, I mean, is there something boneheaded probably going to happen? Probably. But I, the one the one thing I don't want to see, and I never want to see it in championship games, I felt this way about the Philly special and, and the, the attempt by the Patriots, I hate trick plays in big games. You didn't get to the Super Bowl by be by being sneaky. Like you're talking about like a totally goofy double type. reverse pass, double uh, a backwards pass. So are you worried about something like that happening? I am because when when you're that intelligent, more times than not, you're usually the smartest guy in the room, and you think you can outthink uh, one of the. You have two 65 year old coaches on the other side of the field, Nandy Reed and Steve Spagnuolo. They've mm-hmm. been around a while. They've seen everything. Just run your offense. You, yeah. you don't need to do anything special. So uh, ultimately, I think you're feeling okay. I think. I think they can win. I, I do. I, I don't. Th- I, I, listen, I'm I'm not sold. I, it would, if the Chief, if we're talking about a Chiefs win on Monday, would I be surprised? Absolutely not. I think San Francisco is the better team, but I think that Kansas City has the better coaching staff, and yeah. that and that matters. Uh, some comments on the YouTube. I don't, I'm confused about this one from Sad Husker fan. The 49ers lost to the Bengals. Yeah, the Chiefs lost to the Raiders. They also lost to the Broncos. Broncos yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like the Bengals. That was still the 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 Joe Burrow led Cincinnati team, and it's not like Kansas City looked like world beaters against them. Like I loved the way that San Francisco came out of that slide. They lost three straight games. One was to the Browns, playoff team. Right. One was to the Vikings, not a playoff team. One was to the Bengals, also not a playoff team. But they came out of that and they whooped up on the NFL again for the well, they, next they couple a, of months. They had a bye week, and there's this weird thing about sports. You can fix things. And they did. They yeah. came out of that and they looked very, very good. And that's that's one of the things that I really like about them going into this game in particular is that they're going to come off of a bye week. And th- there is a, a certain conversation that is happening about San Francisco that kind of reminds me of, of what we were talking about going into that Jacksonville game. And that was them. I remember Todd Furman on his podcast mentioning like, if you want to buy the 49ers, this is the lowest price that you will get them at all year long. And they went out and they killed Jacksonville. I don't think that they will go out and kill Kansas City on Sunday, but like 
I do think that recency bias is a very real thing, and I think that what has happened to them over the last month is really causing a lot of people to forget how dominant they looked for large stretches of this season. It's really amazing to me how often good teams coming off a bye are short favorites. Like <laughs> That happens a lot in the NFL, and mm. more often times than not, they not only come on cover, they cover pretty handily. Yeah, they looked really good in that one. We'll uh, talk about the Super Bowl a little bit more later on. We have Robin Washett coming up at the bottom of the hour, some odds and ends that we can get to throughout the show. I, I also wanted to throw something at you, Jimmy, in terms of this uh, deal that came out, uh, or the announced deal between Fox and ESPN and Turner about this streaming service. I've been thinking about it a lot over the last 48 hours, and I wanted to unpack some of the stuff there with you. I have a conspiracy theory. Of, classic. I can't wait to <laughs> see. Jimmy's going to put on the Jimmy Allen hat. I can't wait to see what weird website Jimmy went to this time. So I was on streamingtvsports.net.com. There are zero websites involved in this. I'm one. sure, I'm sure. All right, well, now I'm even more excited to get to that discussion. <laughs> uh, we can do so as we roll on right here on 1620 The Zone. But first, Josh Peterson for my friends at the Fan Duel Sportsbook. Jimmy mentioned a couple minutes ago a prop that he likes for the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. And if you go to FanDuel.com slash 1620 right now, you as a new customer can get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. There are a bevy of props. How about this one? A game special at plus 2,600. Each team to score one touchdown and one field goal in each half. That's what, 40 points right there if something like that could happen? That sounds like it could happen, right? At plus 2,600. Whether it's that, whether it's a side and anytime touchdown, I certainly like McCaffrey and Kelsey to score those. Just go to fanduel.com slash 1620 and get $200 in bonus bets if that first bet of $5 or more wins. One more time, it's fanduel.com slash 1620. 21 plus and present in Iowa. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1 800. Bets off. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S. based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.